I would like to say that I was the happiest being who I wanted to be, but I always had that thing stuck in the back of my head that people would judge me and people would make fun of me. At first, I didn't want to do this podcast because I was afraid of what others thought about me. But until I was being who I wanted to be and promoting the message I wanted to promote, I realized that those people's opinions didn't matter about me or what I was doing. This is episode 20 of the Closed Book Podcast. It's important to understand these six points or six segments of being who you want to be. Segment one is unveiling the essence of be who you want to be. At its core, it's an invitation to step away from societal pressures and fully embrace our authentic selves. It's about creating a life that resonates with our values, passions, and dreams. In the world we live in today, it's kind of scary to be ourselves. It's a quote that states, Just be who you want to be, not what others want to see. Until this day, we don't know who wrote this comment. Who made this quote? But what we do know is that it's powerful. There's probably been many times in your life. I know it's been many times in my life where I was afraid of what others saw. Um, I wouldn't dress a certain way because of other people's opinion. I wouldn't act a certain way because other people's opinions. I went to a high school where being regular or being like everyone else was cool. I grew up in a culture where excluding my household that being cool, acting tough was cool. But here I am, not cool, not trying to act tough just being Christian Nettles, I was scared of that. But as I, you know, got to college and as I started going more deeper into the business world, I realized that people aren't afraid to be who they are. And that made me question myself. If they're not afraid, why should I be afraid? It's okay to be afraid, but it's definitely not okay to not be yourself. Segment two, authenticity. 
our journey to becoming who we want to be begins with authenticity. Me personally, I define it as being original, being different. Or maybe I got that from Google. But it's about uncovering our true desires and allowing ourselves to shine. This journey may not always be easy, but it's undeniably worth it. Journeys in life may may not be easy. Some journeys may be easier than others. But life is a journey within itself. And we have to be authentic. Sometimes you have to think outside the box for 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 the plan to work or you may have to go out of character a little bit but you also have to be authentic be different be original and i guess to an extent it's okay to be regular um i know a lot of celebrities want to be regular i know um i want to be regular but that doesn't change the destiny. That doesn't change the journey just because someone wants to be regular. Segment three, breaking free from the mold. I didn't know what this meant at first, breaking free from the mold. But it's human nature to, um, it's human nature to conform to expectations and norms um but however when we embrace the idea of being who you want to be we're giving ourselves permissions to break free from these modes we don't have to do things to other people's expectations and other people's ideas. If we look at Mike D'Antoni, the uh, Phoenix Suns seven second or less offense. Growing up, when I played basketball, most offenses lasted for more than fifteen seconds. But seven seconds or less offense was different. It was unique. Got points quicker. Look at the look at the Jordan rules. The the Detroit Pistons whole game plan was to just tackle Michael Jordan and slam him on the ground. That was different. But that's what they were. That was their identity. And it worked. It worked. Going into my senior year of uh, baseball, um, the trainings I was doing by myself, they weren't working. So I reverted back to something that I was not used to doing, and it was different. It wasn't a, a baseball drill. It wasn't the expectation or norm of a baseball drill. And 
I broke free from that mold and it worked. It worked. So when I say when we embrace the idea of be who you want to be, we're giving ourselves permissions to break free from these modes. We're daring to stand out and create our own unique path. Not the path that your teachers, your friends want you to follow. Not even the path your your parents want you to follow. It's the path that you want to follow. And it's okay to do those in a unique way. It's okay to go a different route in life that brings you satisfaction and not others. I seen this TikTok of a kid who wanted to do this e-commerce business and his parents did not support him. And he grinded, grinded. He made a lot of money. So just because your parents don't see your vision doesn't mean that it won't come true. This is why we should break the mold and be different and create our own unique paths. Segment four is the courage to evolve. Embracing change is an important part of the process. It takes courage to evolve and grow into a person um, we aspire to be. I want to talk about overcoming the fear of change and harnessing it as a tool for self-improvement. Change can be scary. And I'm not going to sit up here and tell you a lie and say that everyone should adapt to change in an instant or I'm not that dude in the conversation like, oh, yeah, it wasn't scary. But adapting to change is very, is very scary scary and the courage to evolve to something bigger that requires a drastic change is it's it's scary to even think about when i was in sixth grade i went to a predominantly african-american school latino school hispanic school Seventh, eighth grade year, I went to a more mixed race school, had black people, white people, um, Indian people, variety of cultures, right? And I was scared because I was the new kid. I didn't know anyone. These kids already knew each other from sixth grade, maybe even from elementary school. I knew no one. I wasn't used to being in a classroom with white kids, Indian kids, Asian kids. I wasn't used to being in a classroom with different races. But that was the culture shock that I faced, and I was scared to adapt to that. I couldn't talk a certain way around white people as I would around black people. At my middle school in sixth grade, I was able to 
curse. Like, people were able to curse, do all these other things. But in my other school, from 7th to 8th grade, that wasn't tolerated. Fighting often led to people being suspended for a very long time or being expelled. Change for me was scary early on. When when my parents got a divorce, change that changed me mentally, that changed me emotionally. And I'm thankful to God that I still have my mom and dad frequently active in my life, even after the divorce. But it was different when my dad wasn't in the house and I wasn't waking up to both of my parents' faces in the morning. That that did that was different. College was a scary change for me too, living with someone I don't know who I eventually became real cool with. That was scary. Having my first girlfriend ever was scary and it was something that I had to adjust to but all those things required change me wanting to lose weight eat healthier while in college required me to not go to those fried chicken Wednesdays and you know eat all those foods It required a lot of change. And, you know, change is also a good thing. I was in Maryland. Lived with a roommate by myself just working all summer. Just working. No fun with friends. Not seeing family. Those first weeks I was lonely because... I didn't have my family uh, with me, like my immediate family. And I felt lonely. And that was something I had to get used to for the, for that first week or two, just being lonely. Yes, I had a roommate, but I was still lonely. Yeah, I could have video chat my family and my girlfriend. But it was nothing like uh, seeing them, hugging them, embracing them. And what I learned from all these changes in my life that change is a beautiful thing. Change is, is amazing. You just have to be able to adjust to them. Segment five is embodying your self 
or embodying your desired self. And here are some practical steps. So let's get practical. So the question is, how can you start embodying your desired self today? Here are some steps to consider. Self-reflection. Spend time contemplating your passions, values, and dreams. And answer this question. What aspects of yourself do you want to nurture and express? Setting intentions. Define your aspirations clearly, whether it's in your personal life, career, or relationships, and set intentions that align with your authentic self. Taking small steps. <laughs> this is a good example. Rome, right? Let's take Rome. Rome wasn't built in a day. The Great Wall of China wasn't built in a day. Your favorite actor, actress, their skills weren't built in a day. Begin with small actions that resonate with your desired identity. If you want to be the next basketball player, work on bits and pieces of your game. If you want to be a motivational speaker, practice over and over again. Over time, these steps will accumulate, leading to transformation. Next is positive affirmations. With these, you have to train your mind to believe in your potential. Incorporate positive affirmations that reinforce your self-worth and capabilities. I never forget. Before every uh, baseball game, I used to um, say, uh, I was a catcher, and I used to say, um, I'm not going to let the ball get past me, and I would say that three times, like this, I won't let the ball get past me, I won't let the ball get past me, I won't let the ball get past me, then I'll say, I am a good catcher, I am a good catcher, I am a good catcher. Then I'll say, I am a great catcher, I am a great catcher, and I'm a great catcher. Then especially with hitting, I'm like, I'm going to have a good hitting game. I'm going to have a good hitting game. I'm going to have a good hitting game. Just to re reassure myself that I am good at what I do. And I think positive affirmations are important. Even if you don't say them to yourself, you can read them. Go to Pinterest or just even look up quotes of the day. Or just um, download motivational apps and stuff like that. And surrounding yourself. Seek out supportive environments and individuals who encourage your growth. I think, well I know, episode 2 of the Closable Podcast, I said, 
surround yourself with positive people. That was literally the title episode two. In the description, I said, surrounding yourself with positive people is a huge benefit in your life. It is easy for young people to get caught up and trapped in negative energy and people. In this episode of the podcast, you will learn how to stay away from negative people and identifying the positive people. How to spot all your real and fake friends and how to surround yourself with positive people. Surrounding yourself with positivity can help you stay on track. Just imagine you are a... Let's say you are a D1 athlete, right? And you're great at the sport you do. Like, you're great. You're about to go to college, like, everything, right? Super talented. But all you surround yourself with are people who smoke, drink, abuse women, don't go to class. And they around you 24-7. And you don't have no one in your circle that's telling you or that's showing you that you can be positive to be successful. What do you think happens to you? Opposed to the the athlete who may not be on the same level as you athletically, but they were around people who are grinding, working very hard, staying out of trouble, not doing those other things. Who did make good grades, who did make right decisions. And let's not forget that they didn't have any of the talent that you had, but they were around the right people, which made them unstoppable and which inevitably got them the D1 offer and now you're at home working a nine to five where you could be chasing your dreams, but you didn't because you didn't surround yourself with the right people. Like I said, surrounding yourself with positivity can help you stay on track, and surrounding yourself with positive people can help you stay on track. And lastly, segment six. This is the nail in the coffin right here. Embracing the journey, respecting the grind, respecting the hardships, the setbacks, the comebacks, the successes, the failures, the good and bad, the pretty ugly, embracing this journey. Remember, the journey to being who you want to be is a lifelong one. It's a lifelong journey. There is no finish line. But it is a dash. You have the start of that dash. Do you have the end of the dash? And what you do between that dash, that line, it, you will always be remembered by that. It's about continuous self-discovery and growth. Embrace the ups and downs. And don't be afraid to adjust your path 
as you learn more about yourself. It's okay to go on a journey and not get everything 100% right. It's okay to discover stuff about yourself that you didn't even think you knew about yourself, that you didn't even think was possible. There will be moments in your life where you look at something and you're like, okay, I did not know this about myself, but that journey... That journey opened up everything that you needed to know. This was episode 20 of the Closed Book Podcast. Of course, I was your host, Christian Nettles. Hope you guys take something from this episode. And as always, peace be upon you. Have a good one. Bye.